You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, my fellow traveler, and welcome to another edition of the Travel Talk Weekly Show, your passport to the world. This is episode number 21, original air date, March 3rd, 2020. Now, this was a topic we were originally not going to do a show on, but it's all over TV and social media, especially as it comes to travel, so we had to talk about it. It's something so viral, we just had to do a full episode on it. (laughs) I see what you did there. Yes, you did. And I will say, this is the most contagious virus, and it's not what you think. Wait, wait, are they going to have to guess now? No, I'm going to tell you. The virus we're talking about is fear. I'm going to guess you were thinking coronavirus. So the past week has been pretty interesting because you have been getting a lot of calls from the media reaching out to you saying, hey, we would like to talk to you about this coronavirus and should people travel? It has been a a crazy last week or probably 10 days. I was featured in a a South Florida paper. I just got interviewed today for the the biggest newspaper in Canada. Last week, I was on KCBS in San Francisco, KFKS in Northern Colorado. Bob, you've been busy. KJAD in Montreal. And it's because of this overwhelming demand. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm a travel agent. I'm not an insurance agent. They wanted to know from a travel agent perspective, what's going on with your clients? And the one thing that has been consistent is we stay in touch with our clients. We have very few people across the country that are canceling their trips. Some of them are altering them just a little bit. But as a travel agent, I am not going to fuel this hype that's going on in the media. And not to make light of the situation at all, but we're going to put this in perspective by talking to one of the top travel experts in the country, someone who has more TV time than many TV hosts, and that's Mark Murphy. Mark is a friend of mine and a recognized travel expert that I've known for years, who's been featured on national news networks for more than a decade, and an entrepreneur focused on the travel industry. He is definitely a pioneer in the travel industry, and we are so fortunate to have him here on Travel Talk Weekly. So Mark, thanks so much for being with us. As you know, there is something in the news right now that is causing a lot of fear in travel. And as an expert, we definitely wanted to get your perspective on what's going on and what travelers should be thinking right now. Well, I think like anything, it goes to the sensationalism of the news media. So if we actually look just in recent memory, as recently as last year, we had the whole scare over people just dying mysteriously and suddenly in the Dominican Republic. Now, without, a, without any facts, without any information, without any evidence whatsoever, the news media single-handedly destroyed an entire country and their economy. When was the last time you heard about deaths in the Dominican Republic? Because they do still go on. People die on vacation. And the answer is simple. They're not focused on that story anymore because there never was a story. And when everything died out, they just moved on to the next thing. Today, we've got coronavirus. So since I started my company back in 2002, we've had SARS, we've had uh, H1N1, we've had Zika, 
We've had terrorist attacks. We've had all of these things that were supposedly going to be the end of times or they were going to destroy the economy, et cetera. And the reality is it's never happened because people are resilient. Coronavirus is just, Corona is a, is a category of various viruses that include everything from SARS to the common cold. So the reality right now is the media is hyping things that they don't know anything about. They're not even quoting the numbers properly. And if you are a traveler and you're hearing all this hype, remember, mark this time frame down. I guarantee this is not a news story 90 days from today. Guaranteed. And it just follows the course of all these other sensationalized stories that die out on their own, just like the virus will die out, or it'll be a manageable virus because now we're alarmed as of this recording, that patients in a nursing home have died. Well, while all this has been going on, hundreds of people have died from the flu in this country, but we're not hearing about it. So more people dying from the flu, yet coronavirus has people running out and buying masks and sanitizer and all this stuff. Why weren't they doing that when we have, in some cases, as many as 60,000 deaths a year just from the flu in the United States? And it's the fear of the unknown, and it's the hype of the media. And we, you and I talked about this offline, and you and I both, like, again, we've known each other for years because of the industry. We both know a whole bunch of travel agents. And you're right, where was the media hype over the flu? And I think one of the things that alarms me the most, in addition to the media and what's going on in the newspapers and the TV stations, it's the number of travel agents that are spreading the same things that they're hearing on TV and not knowing and not doing their own research. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, there are some travel agents out there that are clueless, that get caught up in the same sensational hype that their customers might get caught up in. And instead of being the rational calming influence in the room, they're contributing to it on social media and elsewhere. And exactly. that makes no sense because- like if, if you if if you want to kill a few hours of your day, you should go to the official John Hopkins uh, data on this virus. Where has it originated? Where are the cases and quote where have they spread and so on and so forth? And over ninety percent, obviously from China, and over ninety percent of the deaths are in China. So what's different between you know why why is the impact in the death rate in the Wuhan area almost ten percent? Whereas everywhere else, it's less than 1%. Um, and that's with compromised immune systems, you know, elderly, et cetera. What, what's happening is you have to take into account several things. First of all, we don't know the origin of the virus. What, did it come out of a market? Did it come out of a lab? I'm not going to go conspiracy theory on you. We just don't know. But if you think about it, the Chinese, has, have you ever traveled to China? We were going to go this summer and all those, you know, we we're going to do an Adventures by Disney trip and all of a sudden they're not available. So yeah, we get it. And we didn't cancel our trip. We just moved it to Europe. Well, and, and here's the thing. like You take China, if you've gone to China and you've traveled there like I have, you have to, um, you know, you have to bring your own toilet paper to use in a public restroom. And God, God, God willing, you can go in that public restroom because many times you're not, you can't even go in there. They're that bad. Number two, good luck finding soap, even in the bathrooms at a restaurant you know, in a lot of restaurants in, in mainland China. Number three, the country, the, uh, the, the males are dying at a higher rate than females that get this. Why is that? 
males have a tendency to be smokers from an early age. So they've already compromised the respiratory system and so on. And the cigarettes they're smoking are very different than the ones that are smoked here. And of course, the vast majority of people here do not smoke. So, you know, when you start adding these layers on and you see the difference in mortality, and if you apply an analytic mindset, which I haven't yet to see on television, then you could cut through all the crap and go, well, what are the odds? The odds are akin to me getting the flu. I'm 56. I'm healthy. Otherwise, if I get the flu, I'm not dying. Not going to happen. But everyone else is running out and grabbing masks. I'm thinking, man, this makes absolutely no sense. And so calmer minds have to, you know, and emotions have to be put to the side. And it sucks that this is going on. But Zika, that was the end of times. H1N1, end of times. SARS and so on. The difference today between, let's say, SARS is the proliferation of social media. We didn't have Facebook back then. We didn't have Instagram, didn't have Twitter, right? So you didn't get the stuff out there as much. And the media didn't really pay as much attention to it because of that. Now, many times the media feeds and gets their leads from Twitter. And that's suspect to start with. So, You're absolutely right. They're, they're looking at Twitter and saying, what's trending? And that's what we're going to put on the air, whether it's right or wrong. You just nailed it on the head. And let me just give you a little insight into the world of media. The Dominican Republic situation last year started out with some people talking about this lady getting beat up, if you remember, right? Well, it yeah. turns out that was, yeah. what else did we hear about that? Nothing. Because guess what? She was, try- she was trying to extort money from what? The hotel. When the hotel, five months later, and the insurance company says, piss off, that's when she, quote, went public with her threat. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you got beat up in January. You ended up in the hospital, supposedly, right? You did end up in the hospital. You look terrible. We know you got beat up. But why did you not file a police report? And when you were interviewed by Dr. Phil nine months later, why didn't he ask you, hey, by the way, you said you you did a police report. They said you didn't. Show us a copy. But he didn't even ask the question because, again, he wasn't interested in getting to the truth. He just wanted to have that conversation and bring in eyeballs to a show. And that's the state of mainstream media. So someone will break the story. Yes, yeah, so you have to follow, you know, who profits. Number one, I was listening to the Surgeon General today talk about if you don't have the coronavirus, don't go out and buy masks. That is to protect healthcare workers. And odds are if you do get a mask, you will not fit it correctly. So you're you're basically taking masks away from the healthcare workers that actually need mm-hmm. it. Correct. And here's the other thing. The only people that should have them, other than healthcare workers, are people that have the virus to prevent the spread from them. Exactly. It's, it's the exact, yeah, it's not going to stop you from, quote, getting the coronavirus, but it's going to prevent somebody from spreading it to some extent if they have it. And again, somebody in China that I know uh, through a client of mine was looking to get masks. I checked online, couldn't find them anywhere. And, you know, it it is what it is, right? So we've got hype. The stories, you know, you already see the the count dropping precipitously in a good way in China. More cases are popping up outside of China because guess what? People have been exposed. They've got it, not unlike catching the flu. And you know what? 99 point some percent of those folks are going to be just fine. It's the people that are already compromised. If you have COPD, if you are unhealthy, if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, things like that, and you're not in good health, yeah, you don't want to get the flu, and you certainly don't want to get this either, but one or the other could kill you. It's, it's, it's not selective. And yet one of them is highly politicized, and one it's not. 
Ah, uh, politicized. Now, you know, the, the irony of this is regardless of what side you're on, um, I'm getting sickened by hearing some of the commentary that is almost cheering for this to be a full-blown pandemic. And you, and if you go on social media, you'll see who those people are. And it's the same people that eight months ago, 10 months ago, 12 months ago, were wishing and willing a recession because they feel like that's how to get the current president out. And they they are driven by that motivation. Um, that is the social media and the impact of that. But they're very, they're very easy to see. They're so transparent because everybody should be like, hey, we should get together. We've got the private sector, which is fantastic at finding solutions. We've got the greatest medical people in the world working in this country, the best companies in the world that do things and address things like this. Um, you know, no offense to the folks over in Northern Europe or wherever, but I don't think we're going to see the breakthrough come from there, you know, in, in some of those democracies over there. And we're certainly not going to see it from a place like freaking China. Um, that's the other thing. What is, what is centralized government and control doing there other than telling people to shut their mouths and not say anything, which is what happened at the outbreak. So it's really, really an eye opener for anybody who wants to pay attention. And I guarantee this will be a case study in future colleges uh, that teach communications and that teach, you know, this aspect of social media and why things go viral and catch on, pardon the pun, and why some <laughs> things just don't, you know? Well, one of the things that I've noticed, and even in having conversations with some of our clients, in particular, the cruise passengers, because obviously there was a cruise ship that was affected. And one of the things I've noticed, even from communication from the cruise line, is how many more steps they're taking to protect you before you even get on the mm -hmm. ship. They have a whole new set of criteria. They are screening people at the ports that are symptomatic. And they're being very upfront. If you think you are ill, please go to the doctors. Don't come on the cruise. And that's something that gives me a lot of comfort in sending my clients on a cruise right now. Um, are you seeing the same thing with other other suppliers in the travel industry? Yeah, I think when you go to like the buffets and places where people are touching multiple things, they're very cognizant of getting the disinfectant out and everything else. And of course, we know because of norovirus, that's been a common misperception that that's a cruise illness because when it happens on a cruise ship, it, anybody, uh, any breakout of that on a cruise ship of more than 100 people gets reported to the CDC, it hits the news. What's ironic is, well, everyone was worried about norovirus on cruise ships for years and talking about how they're floating petri dishes and all this other nonsense. They didn't realize that about 1,300 cases a year of norovirus with these outbreaks are reported annually uh, to the CDC. On the other hand, 20 million people in the U.S. alone get norovirus on land. So the irony is, oh, it's a cruise thing. And the reality is, uh, no, it's everywhere. And it's called like a stomach flu, basically. And, you know, I've gotten it at a resort <laughs> in Mexico. And, you know, it, it wasn't anything but somebody did something, brought it in. And that's the biggest thing. If you're going to travel, don't travel if you're not feeling well. That's just yes. common sense. And too many people don't do that. But I'll tell you what, with this, um, here, here's some interesting stats. Remember I mentioned the numbers on uh, Johns Hopkins? Here are just yes. some basic facts, right? So as of, um, as of a night ago, there were 87,500 that were infected. 45,660 of them have run their course 
And out of that, 2,990 died. That was a death rate of 6.5%. But in Wuhan, it was 34,000 completed infections, 31,500 recovered. You know, that was an 8.1% death rate. So out of the 2,990 that died in total, 2,761 came from that area. So, you know, it, it's interesting because we had Chinese New Year, right? So if you look at a country like Thailand and you say, okay, well, how many people from Thailand traveled to China for the new year and came back to Thailand? Over 3 million people did that just recently, just, just this month, past month. But they've only reported 42 infections, 28 recoveries, and one death. You know what I mean? So again, you have 3 million people go to China from Thailand. And as of um, what I'm looking at in terms of the post, only one has died and only 42 cases were reported from those people that went there. You know, so again, if we think, I mean, th those odds are better than the flu odds, to be frank. So it's it all, it's really all about the numbers. It's number one, it's mm -hmm. follow, follow the numbers, follow the money and see who benefits. And also look at the actual numbers, not what people are trying to distort. And I will say, even going back to Punakana, you were the one expert resource that I was looking to. And we had clients that wanted to go and I was coming to you and I knew that, number one, you had the right information and that the news media was just spinning it to get eyeballs so they can charge more for their advertising. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, to be frank, I don't even know if that's, if it's about the advertising, because I don't think the people that are reporting it are, are cognitive, you know, are cognitive of that. But I do believe that there's this competition to not miss that story and to get that traffic, which you know, ultimately... Uh, you know, results in more revenues, but they're chasing the story. And the problem you have is things happen so fast that they don't stop to fact check it or to say, let me go find some sources myself as per CNN, blah, 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 reporting here, this is what's going on. And that's how you create fear and uncertainty. And you destroy in the case of the Dominican Republic, their entire economy, because it, it's based on travel and tourism. It still hasn't recovered. And we haven't heard a story out of there for at least six months. It hasn't because been. The media yeah. has just moved on like they don't care. They would rather be Correct. first than be right. Exactly. And so to me, I, I really look at it, you know, I look at it and say, everybody that's listening to this, if you have common sense, and I hope you do, if you think rationally and not emotionally about this, and you dig into the facts, you have to ask yourself, okay, well, let me ask you this. What's the mortality rate for this, quote, disease, right? Well, for the people that are over 80, it's 15%, right? But if you're 50 to 59 in my age group, it's 1.3%. But the reality is that doesn't take into account the fact that the people that are dying from it and are most impacted from it are already very sick. There's six people in a nursing home in Washington State that died. Hello, they're in a nursing home. Right. They're not <laughs> playing tennis. <laughs> they're 24-hour. They had compromised immune systems. They weren't in good health to begin with. And again, that's not what is getting reported. Yeah. like So we one of our travel agents actually has one of their clients as an expat and lives outside in that town right outside of Milan. And one of their their kids has been affected with coronavirus. They're, it's just the flu to them. They're frustrated, they're quarantined, but they're just like, hey, it is what it is. Totally. And that's just the nature. So 
even somebody that's affected with it, they're just like, well, we just have to wait it out and we're quarantined for a while, but they're actually, they're planning their next trip um, for next year and booking it and they're not afraid to travel. And this is somebody with actual firsthand experience. See, and that's interesting because, you know, if they have if kids, obviously kids, if they're very young, they're exposed because their immune systems aren't fully um, optimized yet. But, you know, as they get older, they're totally fine. And that's another thing, like the the mortality rate for a kid is non-existent, literally. It is so low. And, you know, kids die every year from the flu. And, you know, it, it's kind of a depressing thing because I think for ages 10 to 19, it's 0.2%. That's the mortality rate, 0.2%. You know, so you're down there at the flu. So why everyone is so hyped up, you just go back and say, okay, well, the flu has been around forever. This is kind of like a different strain of it. That's what it is. And you know what? They'll come up with some different solutions. And ideally, if you wash your hands and you don't touch your face and do things that I think about consciously when I'm at conferences, et cetera, and I'm shaking people's hands, I go out of my way to do that because I can't tell you how many times I have come back and I've got a cold, I get a sinus infection, et cetera. And when I stopped, touching my face and made sure I really was religious about washing my hands, then I would come back feeling just as good as when I left. And that's how most people who travel today will be because what do we have? Uh, not even a hundred cases in the U S and most of those have been imported from the cruise ship or bringing people back from Wuhan that are, you know, that are exposed to this at, you know, it's less than a hundred people at last count that I looked up. That's, that's out of 300 and what, 29 million Americans, yet you're worried about the coronavirus. And this is someone, in, you know, meaning you, that you were doing travel conferences and trade shows and things for a living. And so I think the advice is coming from real world knowledge, which is still common sense, but unfortunately not as common as it should be. Yeah. Absolutely. So there, I mean, there's basic basic precautions that people can take. And like you said, it's just like during flu season, you should be just a little more hyper aware of where you're traveling, wash your hands maybe a little bit more and just kind of pay attention. Don't be touching your face. Don't be doing the basics. And that's going to keep you from getting sick from anything really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if you want, if you want to hear some really good, good numbers. So here's some really good numbers. Um, after SARS, SARS, basically the month that ended was April of 2003. Okay. That was a big deal. Really stopped a lot of travel in Asia. A lot of people in the US aren't as familiar with it unless they were in the travel space or were traveling there. But six, the six-month change to the S&P 500 after SARS ended, the market was, the S&P 500 was up 14.5%. At 12 months, it was up almost 21%. Then if you go to bird flu, it was up 11%. At six months after it ended, which was June 2006, the market uh, S&P 500 was up 18% um, 12 months later. And you can literally just go down the line, whether it was swine flu. Here's a crazy number, but this is part of the market crash. The swine flu wrapped up April 2009. The six months changed 19%, 36% up at the 12-month mark. So what you have is you have the market, like we're seeing, crash. You're seeing stocks like Royal Caribbean go down 40, 50 bucks. You know, was it like 40%? It's been down. And then- it's up a little bit off of that, like I think it's around 80 bucks today, up from 70 a couple of days ago in trading days. But 
I stepped in and I bought crew stocks last week and I was a little early, but I feel like if I buy crew stocks today, could they go down another 10, $20? Sure. Are they going to end up three to five years from now, double or triple where they're at? That's my belief. And I'm going to get paid a dividend along the way, as long as the world doesn't end. And obviously I don't think the world's going to end. So I'm <laughs> stepping in and buying things. And I'm planning a trip to the Dominican Republic in two weeks. I'm getting on a flight on Friday to go up to New Jersey. I'm not buying any masks. You know, it's like <laughs> unless it's Halloween. It's Halloween, yes, yes. So yeah, it, it's it's frustrating, but I'll tell you what this opens up for the travelers. This opens up incredible deals to take advantage of. And one thing I learned after 9/11 is everyone's afraid of travel until the price is right. And if they can get a great cruise or they can get a great deal on a trip, they're gonna go at some point in time because the price got low enough after 9-11 that people started traveling in mass again. They were no longer worried yep. about it. And I think the same thing is when you see this with the cruise industry, the pricing is going to come down. It's already coming down and it's going to stay down. Dominican Republic, fantastic deals right now because they still haven't recovered. So as a traveler, you're taking advantage of the downturn, just like buying stocks to take trips that might have been out of reach. Or, you know, you might have had to wait another six months to take that trip. Man, you can go now because things are going to be 40, 50, 60 percent off. That is and that is just, true. That's the market correcting itself. The market is going to go low enough to get the business to come back. Correct. You know, absolutely. And if you just think common sense, dengue fever, Ebola, Zika, SARS, um, um, avian flu, swine, uh, H1N1. I mean, that's all in the last, what, 15 years, 16 years? And even, and even Zika. Oh, Zika. Yeah, yeah, Zika. So, I mean, mirrors, uh, the fatality rate with mirrors is like 30%. When was the last time you saw a big coverage on that? They zoomed <laughs> in on Zika, Ebola, and now this. But other stuff, not so much. So it's really, a, um, it's really an interesting time. And it happens very quickly, but I think it's going to die out very quickly. And the numbers of new cases in China is below that of uh, cases outside of China. Uh, that means we're in a declining space right now in China. And as long as people just do the proper things, wash your hands, take care of your health, they're going to be just fine. So, you know, I, I would tell I would tell folks, look at the stock market, look at what it's doing, step in if you've got the ability to buy, uh, because what do they say? You know, when everyone's scared, that's the time to step in and buy if the numbers make sense. And if you're in it for the next two, three, four years, you're going to be really happy you did. Look at Apple yep. stock. You know, great buy. Absolutely. So travel expert and entrepreneur, Mark Murphy, thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. And I do want to talk to you again when you get back from Punta Cana. More importantly, after this next Punta Cana trip, we want to go there with you. Sounds good. You're buying? We can figure that out. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fair enough, guys. Thanks, man. Awesome. Talk to you Thanks later. so much. Thank you. All right. After watching a video that Dr. Drew did last month about the coronavirus, I am equally outraged at what is happening regarding all of the talking heads on TV, all the print newspapers. It is crazy how they are just fueling this fire. Check out the show notes to see the YouTube video, and you can also see why I agree with Dr. Drew. So hopefully you can now see why the coronavirus 
virus isn't the most contagious virus out there right now. It's the one everybody's spreading about fear. I mean, this has really gotten out of control. And normally on our show, we like to keep things real positive, which yeah, hopefully we are. I am positively are. <laughs> outraged by how even travel agents, unprepared travel agents are dealing with this by just regurgitating what the media is saying. Oh, yes, the airline should do this. The cruise line should do this. And here's what my clients are saying. If you're a travel agent, and I know I'm going to get probably a lot of hate mail from this. If you're a travel agent and the only thing you're doing is repeating what's on TV, repeating what's on the news, and not doing your own research, then you are doing your clients a disservice. You and I have traveled through practically every one of these outbreaks in the last 15 years, 14 years or so. Yep. And the media always says, this is the end of the world. This is the one that's going to kill us. You know, I remember you and I were on a Disney cruise during the Zika virus, and everybody was canceling. And the only thing they did was anytime you went near one of the food service areas, you know, buffet or sit down, when you walked into a dining room, they were putting hand sanitizer on you, which they should do. And in the buffet areas, you would just point at the food and they would get it for you. Which actually was more like a little concierge level. I liked it. Thank (laughs) you. Uh, uh, Yes, Butler, if you would please get this for me. A month later, we went on another cruise and everything was business as usual. I think by the time April or May comes around, it's going to be business as usual. And everybody's going to realize that the media, they blew this up for no reason other than they're trying to get eyeballs. And the real threat was not nearly as big as what they were saying it was. So to recap, during any type of travel season, just take extra precautions. And if the flu is happening, which it is usually in the winter months, just be a little more careful. Wash your hands more often. Have hand sanitizers. I mean, there's basic things that you can do to help protect yourselves. But don't let the fear that the media is putting out there stop you from having a great vacation. Now, if you do have the flu, do not travel. Exactly. <laughs> That's the biggest problem. Is it's not, it's not necessarily the epidemic, if you want to call it that. One of the biggest problems I see is people that they've paid for a vacation. They're past the final payment. They can't get insurance anymore. They're not feeling well. They are not going to tell the truth. They're like, I've already paid for this vacation. I'm going to go anyway. I'll be extra careful, and that's what tends to spread this type of a virus. Yep, that's true with anything. So our bottom line takeaway is plan your vacations, go, enjoy your vacation, be safe as you can, get trip insurance. You can always add trip insurance, like our preferred provider, Chubb Travel Protection. We can add all the way up until the day before. It's not canceled for any reason, but... If you have the flu and your doctor says you should not travel, your travel insurance will kick in. So it's just important to know the type of policy. And we always say, you know what, add travel insurance at the front end because then you're covered and you don't even need to think about it twice. If you have a trip planned with a travel agent and they did not offer you travel insurance, call them back and ask well, them Well, I agree questions. with Mark where he was saying that now is a great time to travel, and we may start seeing some really good deals out there too. So We should look at Punakana. <laughs> I know, right? We definitely will do that. If you have any questions about travel insurance, you want a little more information on that, or if we can help you with your next vacation, please reach out to us. You can send an email to rob at traveltalkweekly.com. Remember, it's a great, big, beautiful world out there. And regardless of this virus, get out there and see it. 
And our motto is never stop exploring.